0: Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson, and for the next half an hour or so, we're going to be talking about all things food and drink. I've got my mates back. Hey. I've got my mates back. Yay. Yay. So I'm joined by my fellow presenters, Ollie Lloyd, founder of Great British Chefs. Hey. How's it going? Good. Well, I and, was here last time, but... You were, actually, but Holly wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. And and obviously we're joined by Holly Shackleton, who's editor of Specialty Food Magazine. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Hello, guys. You can't yeah. just swan off doing things for work I'm and being sorry. on holiday and things like that. That's and why I was in Italy, you
1: know. It's <laughs> yeah. Italy what, called. And what, nice trip. Milan
0: as well. Milan. Milan.
1: <laughs> Milan.
2: Yeah. Did you so, eat well? I did eat well, yeah. I had all the, the Milanese classics. Nice. So the risotto and... A sobusco, is it called? Oh, so awesome yeah, it was all good. You obviously came, paid, you've paid a lot of fat. attention. I, I was just eating. <laughs> good wine. I wasn't reading the menu. I was just eating, no, no, shoveling.
0: No, no. Absolutely. Good, good wine. Yeah.
2: I was working. So, well, uh, As seeing as I'm not much of a drinker anyway,
1: working. I
2: was being professional. God. Dreadful,
1: isn't it? Hey, you speciality... I'm sorry. Magazine paid food magazine. Pay for you too. Food go.
2: brackets and drink.
1: Yeah, food and drink, yeah. So brackets so, and wine. <laughs> therefore drinking is part of the job. I mean
2: That's true. Well, yeah, it's you, true.
1: you don't get blind drunk and, and pass out in a fountain. No, no, no. But you know Do it I is, not? No, no, no. That's 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 called <laughs> that's Ollie's job. You know, yeah. That's that's for the sort of the British football fans who might happen to be in the area. Mm. But um, you know.
0: Mm. You I know. do love, love, love Italy. Mm. Love
1: Italy. I get so much more excited by. I was in France the other day, and for half term, and I, I just don't get excited by French food. I always say that, but you know,
0: I'm afraid I agree with you.
1: And I, I just, I'd much rather be in Italy.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't really say that, should we? Well, no, I, I don't mean, know, but it's true. Well, we afraid. met that
1: we met that nice guy from the French Culinary Institute, mm.
0: um, the Cordon Bleu, Cordon Bleu
1: yeah. who had fair arguments about the quality of French food, but you know, still.
3: I'd rather be where you are.
0: <laughs> That's really awful isn't it? So um, so we've got a guest today called Kieran Phillips of RK Vodka. Hi Kieran.
3: Hello, thanks very much
0: for having me. That's uh, all right and you've bought a very distinctive bottle of vodka which is yes, yours I and have. it's a very tall, it's almost like a wine bottle actually in its shape and um, half of it is black and half of it is white um, and it's RK Vodka. Do it you is. like vodka? I like. do well. I, we we.
1: I we shouldn't really discuss your competitors, <laughs> like. but we had a competitor of yours on the other day who okay. was made from milk,
3: black cow. Yeah, black yeah. cow. Yeah. I know. Very
1: well. I thought it was it was really really lovely, and I and I it, for me it was it was a bit of a challenge to my. You know, I, I don't I don't normally buy vodka. It's not mm. something that I have a quality bottle of vodka in my drinks cabinet. And I really enjoyed it. I did then serve it at a barbecue, and some friends said, to "Friends, you know what's this made from?" And they were like, mm, "Don't know,
0: don't know." Potatoes.
1: Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and then you eventually get to the milk
3: bit. Yeah, it's kind
1: of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. We always get that with potatoes as well. People just naturally assume that um, we make ours from sugar beet, actually. Um, so it's a little bit different. It gives us a natural sweetness there. Um, and obviously, as you guys probably all know, with the, the sugar beet stuff going on at the moment, it's nice to be able to, to utilise produce from British farms um, as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's, it's an exciting thing to be involved in. Um, and it doesn't feel like work if you enjoy what you're doing. So I love doing it. Well, it's a bit like Holly, isn't it? Swanning off to Italy.
0: <laughs> passing out so, the fountain. Yeah. So I've got a few Boys. facts
3: about vodka before we sort
0: of, we sort of delve into RK Vodka. Um, so essentially, it's ethanol diluted with water. It is the purest alcohol in the world, vodka. you probably use it to, if you had an operation or something, to, to sterilise something, probably. Therefore, it's got the fewest calories of any alcohol and it's the least likely to leave you with a hangover. Did you know that?
2: Interesting, I did not. You're no. selling it to
0: me. Which is um, So we're recording this at midday. <laughs> so the fact <laughs> is, it's probably quite handy that it shouldn't give you a hangover. And vodka is lighter than water. Now, I don't actually understand that comment at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a, we lighter could, than water. How does that work?
1: So, well, theoretically, I mean, I know my son's done those things where you sort of layer things up based upon the, you know, the viscosity of the of the liquids. You know, you put olive oil at the bottom. I didn't realize we could do water and vodka and try and get them to split.
0: Yeah, so a liter of vodka, vodka um, equates to nine hundred and fifty grams. Wow. A litre of water is a thousand, thousand grams. Yeah.
1: Which means you know you can weigh water. I was, I was <laughs> chefs no chefs do this a Don't lot. They? Yeah, it's kind of one of those tricks that chefs do, which is you see them weighing you know, if they need a hundred milliliters of water, they weigh a hundred grams. Mm. Oh. It's more accurate. Oh. I
0: didn't know that. Which
1: when so. you when you use a you know w- I mean, a measuring jug, it's usually pretty useless.
0: Yeah. So vodka is supposedly an iconic sort of Russian Polish drink. Um and a lot of people say it makes a great accompaniment to Russian food. So, so you'd serve vodka with, you know, cold cuts of meat or pickled vegetables or something like that. But the the iconic accompaniment to vodka is, of course, caviar. Mm. Have you tried that? Vodka and caviar.
1: I haven't. I mean, it's quite expensive caviar, I mean, and you know, my, my look. I mean, I don't, don't go to Harrods often, so I don't find
0: I don't run into it. <laughs> I haven't people. said anything. I've just I've just. I've just... <laughs> so I do have caviar at harrods <laughs> seriously seriously because um so it's it's like a little tradition with my my oldest daughter where we go we go to harrods and we have we pretend we're doing christmas shopping but we don't actually do any christmas shopping and we sit at one of those bar stall things oh, yeah. and we order a tiny bit of caviar because it's ridiculously expensive um and then we just we just judge people for about an hour <laughs> <laughs> just watch people go past it brilliant utterly brilliant and I do like caviar. I think if I did that with my daughter, who's three, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> no, you'd get thrown <laughs> out. Mine's thirty; so slightly different. Um, and you know, you could have champagne, I guess, with caviar. But that do you drink vodka when you? I really think vodka works well with um, caviar because mm. that beautiful saltiness somehow. Yeah, I mean, and then, we've,
3: we've done a few bits because um, how we are operating at the moment is directly with venues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be anything from your, you know, your your local village. Hub to your fine dining uh restaurants so we always try and do bespoke packages and that kind of thing and some of the ideas that we've actually tried out is food pairings um yeah. salted meats like you just said um is a fantastic food pairing especially in a canopy environment um does work beautifully um and it gives it gives the experiences that guests have in each venue that we stock completely different yeah um which is something that we want to happen. We've just got a mixologist on board now as well, um, so that we do like a best serve. And in each venue that we stock, the best serve is different. So, if someone sees our product in one venue, their experience in the next will be a completely different, different one. Yeah, um, which is something that we're keen to do, both with food and obviously different drinks. So, so
0: how should you serve vodka? I mean, if, if we take the cocktail bit out uh, for mm-hmm. a minute, yeah, how should you serve it? Because you, uh, you can yeah, put it in the freezer. Frozen you.
3: is tends to be the kind of the, the connoisseurs recommended serve because um, it won't freeze. So, so you put a, the
0: bottle in the freezer. Yeah. Um,
3: and it becomes a higher viscosity, a little bit thicker. Um, My only reservation with that, with our one, is because we don't filter the vodka at all, and it's distilled once. We a
0: little
3: bit Yeah, Well, yeah, it can, but we've got a bit more character sat there. Um, Obviously, anything that is super chilled loses a little bit of flavour, a little bit of character, so it's wrong to say that it's masking any of the harshness if you freeze it but fundamentally you're masking both the good stuff and the bad stuff. Um, mm. We see it a lot with vodkas that are, you know, triple distilled, multiple filtrations, and all, all that essentially is doing is, yes, it's removing any of the the kind of harsh character. It's also removing any of that that nicety that you're trying to get from the base ingredient that you're using. Yep. Um, so that's why we don't filter it. Um, and traditionally, vodka, as you've pointed out, drunk by the Eastern Europeans, often neat. Um, it's rare that you'll get a, a Russian drinking multiple cocktails and putting sugar syrups in their drink. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. just it's neat. So they want to appreciate the spirit. Um, so the hard part of the distillation is going right. Let's keep the nice stuff, but remove the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's why we use copper stills. Um, helps to reduce the tannin levels, which okay. obviously you guys know from wine. So
0: you use you use copper stills, mm-hmm. and you're making yours from sugar beet. Sugar beet. So yeah. why why can you pull someone? I mean, Pardon? Can you pour some? Are yeah, of course talking? I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, why why sugar beet as opposed to let's say potatoes or, 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 or um,
3: other? The the main thing for us was
0: um, ice, ice going in the yeah in a little the bit of ice well. just
3: to chill them down. I've had a long drive down, so yeah. I, I don't know the temperature at the moment. Um, but the main thing for us was to have something that was. Um, had a nice base flavour. Like I said, if we're not going to filter the vodka, then it's important that it has some taste to it. So I presume that gives it a little edge of sweetness, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and I'm not a chemist, but I've done some some kind of research into it. And our head distiller is uh, a doctor in chemistry, um, that basically when the sugar... Um, sugar beet fibres break down they um, release like a slight vanillary note to them Okay. um, which hopefully you'll notice even the aroma um, I'm sure you'll probably agree it's a little bit more florally than a lot of other vodkas it's It's quite a
0: strong smell isn't it it's
3: wrong to say it's a halfway step but it's one step closer towards a gin um, in how you've got the, the the flavors there, the aromas there, um, when you actually sip it on the palate, there's a little bit more character going on there, mm. um, but it's still got a smooth finish. So you get that balance between ah, oh, there's flavour, but it's not harsh, um, and that's what we were trying to achieve.
1: Well, mm. it's a lot more flavoursome. Mm. I mean, I think a vodka is quite clean mm. and pure, and this is much. It's not like a tequila, but it's yeah. got like it's got the it's got a lot of character. Mm. This, actually yeah, versus.
0: Definitely. It reminds me of holy grass vodka. Do you remember those lovely people um, from right up in the north of Scotland okay. who used holy grass? No, I don't think you're in that programme actually. It. And and holy grass, again, when you when you break it, it has a slightly vanilla edge okay, to it. Yep. And, and that, that's got a slight, hasn't it? It does. A little yeah. bit of vanilla um, edge
3: to it. Which is why we we, we love experimenting with the cocktails um, and drinks and and mixology because you've got some flavour to work with. So not only is it you know a great standalone drink, and it is popular with whiskey drinkers, but it means that you know vodka typically is hard to work with because it doesn't really taste of anything. So when you're mixing it with drinks, for example, one of our favourite as an espresso martini, because you've already got a slightly vanilla-y note yeah. to the vodka anyway, mm-hmm. and that comes through and lifts it, and there's you know, there's multiple other, other flavours. Citrus juices work beautifully as well. Um, but it's good to, to have a play around and, and experiment with what what drinks we can create.
0: Now, um in, in our um research here, some okay. lovely research have given me, it says that you use reverse osmosis osmosis filtered water now yep. I have no clue what that means
3: right okay so uh, explain to me how you so essentially it. it's just um, stripping away all of the um, kind of um, minerals and bits that are in the water so it's really really pure um, that's the water the water that okay. we use is super pure um, you get people who you choose to use spring water or filter through charcoal or, or other bits and bobs like that. Um, the idea really is to keep the water as, as clean as it possibly can be um, because I suppose water is one of those strange things that can be kind of uh, anything goes into the water, can, it's instantly recognisable that's in there. And if, yeah. if you're using a water source, you don't know if anything is in that water source, you don't really know that. So by doing this, it just means that every single time we do a distillation, we know that that water has got nothing in it at all. And, and that helps with your flavouring and making sure the flavour's consistent because yeah. the water literally tastes of nothing.
0: Does that make sense? Basically, yeah.
3: So we yeah. know that what we're putting in to the, the vodka, essentially, is the only flavours you're going to get yeah. out of it at the end.
0: Yep. Yeah. Do you like that then, Ollie? I must tell you, I um, I had some mezcal the other day. Did you? Day. What do you think? I was... Really bowled over. This one was very mm, smoky and yeah, slightly butterscotchy. It was gorgeous. Mm. In fact, it, I would—I've would sort of like thinking. I, think I prefer that to malt whiskey. I, know I that's thought a,
1: I'd say you might say that. Yeah,
0: mm, I do like malt whiskey, but I was just—I don't know. It had it was a bit more. It was a bit less refined and a bit more character. It, it was, has
1: got a lot of character. Mm. I mean, the good ones are pretty, um, pretty punchy. I mean, I've, I still and find vodka really, really kind of confusing because it's just not something I drink. And I sort of I'm kinda of, I kinda of wonder why when you taste something like that, actually it's a you really it. it's a really nice, you know, versus, I mean a whiskey is so big, you know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really want to drink, I don't think, a malt whiskey on a Friday night in the middle of summer, you know, but that actually has a, you know, purity to it that's
3: yeah, I think the the hardest thing we found is there's a little bit of a stigma associated with yeah. vodka, um, with you know, blame this Yeah, exactly. Uh, the student, <laughs> the student environment, and um, the kind of uh, social aspect that goes on with that, which is obviously fine. But for us to when people taste the vodka, we say, "Oh no, just just try it neat." And, and some of the faces we've had pulled us like really <laughs> neat vodka, um, and we've done it a few times when we first launched the the product. When we were testing it and doing all our market research. Is we went as far as to just do kind of. Unbranded testing and say just try this. This is a spirit. Obviously, people need to know that, but just to get people a little bit open-minded and say, "What do you think to this?" and without them knowing that it's vodka, they're really, really impressed. Um, yeah. And we have converted a few gin drinkers, whiskey drinkers, to actually go. I never thought I liked vodka, but mm. trying that, you've actually changed my mind on it, which yeah. is really, really good.
0: Not sure I can imagine ending a meal on it somehow. I don't know why. I think it's a
1: starting. I could thing. start. I think it's a start. I think it's got. You know, it's sort of. Mm. But well, that's why I use that reference of sort of a whiskey. That's sort of classic, you know, you've managed to get through another week and, you know, <laughs> the kids are in bed and you're like, right, I'm just going to sit down and have a large whiskey. Um, actually, you know, it, take, it takes the bite out of the week. Um, I sound like this, <laughs> an unreformed alcoholic here. But, you know, it's like that, that first drink. You know, yeah. We've talked about the transitional drink before and that really is mm. the transitional drink to the weekend, something like that, you know. But actually, I think that heavy whiskeys are too much in 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 warm climates. Mm. Um, and actually, so, you know, when we do have a nice day, actually, I think something like that would be...
0: Yeah, I can imagine starting with that. So that's, mm. that's, that's pretty cool. So, so let's talk a little bit about cocktails. Mm-hmm. So so cocktails are big. Yep. Um, and... Um, Vodka's pretty good in terms of cocktails because because often some of the vodkas you know haven't got an amazing flavour profile, mm-hmm. but they will take loads of other fa- flavours. Yeah. Um, so, um, do, do you when you s- sell your vodka into you, you know sort of food service places, bars, restaurants, and things? Yeah. Do you really help them in terms of, of helping them to learn how to use this to its best? Uh, yeah,
3: hundred percent. Just, um, just sort of deliver the bottles, and then you're off. No, range? yeah, that's something I'm really really <laughs> against. i um, the whole there needs to be a benefit to people buying from a from a small business. Um, and the one thing that I massively see as a positive is that that ease of communication. Um, and like when I was saying earlier about having each experience is a very different one. Mm. Um, so every single venue we go into, like I said, we we sell directly to the venues is we have a chat with them. I like to get to know um, who their target clientele is, um, what food offerings they have, even as far as what mixes they already stock and a happy stocking. Um, there's no good us developing a beautiful drink made with, number of ingredients that they don't have access to or need to buy specifically for that yep. um it's making it as kind of i suppose as fluid as possible making sure that this is becomes a a nice addition to their menu and makes the experience for everybody involved not mm-hmm. just their clients but them as a as a our customer um much better um it's been really really popular actually um we launched the product December 2017 um, and spent those first 12 months really focusing on um, the end user. We have our own online store um, and we wanted to do end user shows. Um, social media has been a massive part of our, our business and it's only been from the start of this year that we've started and taking that audience um, that we've built up around to the local venues, helping become, strong to say like a, a marketing agency, but we've got access to the best part of 10,000 following on on Instagram and and Facebook. So you're
0: trying to help them? Yeah, any
3: venue that stocks our product is then we're obviously promoting them through sure. the channels that we have now, yep. um, and doing things like said, bespoke tasting evenings, um, competitions with the venue, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we are lucky enough now to have a, have a mixologist on board who can really kind of, I suppose, add another string to the bow um, and help because, them make because most. Because it's stuff it. going out now is about experiences,
0: isn't it? Mm-hmm, exactly. Particularly, and 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 retail, um, and obviously this is really your area, um, Holly. But retail, you've got to create a little bit of bit of fun mm. going on otherwise you you you're going to suffer haven't you you've got to it's got to be an experience when you yeah. go into a farm shop or, or, or whatever it is, a restaurant.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the independents particularly, because people are used to going into a supermarket, picking something up off the shelf and mm. being out the door in two minutes. But if they travel to an independent, then they want to have that connection with what they're having. They want to yeah, experience what it could be like. They hope, you know, if they can meet the producer of the product as well, yeah. really build that connection and, I don't know, just gain a deeper understanding of the product. Um, that's what Hope, it's all hopefully about. Hopefully,
0: creating some loyalty. I, you, I still think,
1: though, there's, there's so far to go with the sort of the drinks experience within restaurants you know and I think if you and pubs and I think if you've got to move beyond the wine list haven't we well and but also then do it in a way that actually isn't a complete pain Mm. because occasionally you sort of end up you know you're at a bar and you order something and you feel like you know you've ordered the most complicated thing in the world and the process by which you know it's made it just it's like come on just can we just get on with this here and actually I think at times it just—it doesn't feel often like you want to do it. And so you do often dumb down to a gin and tonic or a pint or a glass of red wine. And actually, I think that there's a real opportunity for some of the pubs and, and restaurants to sort of think about trying to build a really interesting and engaging, as you say, kind of a differentiated um, drinks experience, which make people go, oh, let's go there, the drinks
0: there are quite fun. I think yeah. too often... You know, it's it's not like that. It's got to be fun, and it's got to be efficient and quick because yeah. people want to be served quickly. Yeah. So, so, so people are making. Do you make cocktails? I do, do make a few. I'm I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah, I did some. Um, I did some um, espresso martinis. Did mm-hmm. you? A couple yeah. of weeks ago. How did they go? Awful. Were they? I actually, we actually had to throw them down the sink. Now, that I never do that. It was so bad. So what, what, where, where was the failing? That's fascinating. So the failing was the espresso wasn't cold enough. So oh. I'd made the espresso, but only about half an hour beforehand. I think was it, was it was slightly it high warm. high
3: quality coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But slightly warm, I think. Um, so I think that was it. So this time, I made the espresso the night before, put it in the fridge, it was ice cold, and it was the espresso martini was fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic. Mm. It was and a
1: very good. The, the, the espresso was from a coffee machine or from a.
0: No, actually, I got some very really good quality instant coffee. That's bad. Okay. Isn't it? No, no, no. But it was I, fine. I'm interested. I'm interested it, was, because, it was really fine. You know, because I find
1: at times coffee machines produce you know varied quality of coffee, and you need yeah. to get it right. Like my coffee this morning wasn't yeah. brilliant from my machine. I never know why. Um, maybe he's having an off day, hadn't slept well. Um
0: No, but this was really good. Actually. Interesting, so that was your yeah.
1: and you just literally took the took the espresso ice cube. What I
0: do do is put a tiny bit of sugar syrup in, because mm-hmm. you need to, you know. Um and sugar syrup of course you can make yourself. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Water. Water. Boil it, let it cool down. Um but in front of us here, Karen, we've also yep. got some um some syrups that have got fruit in. Yeah. Now this this surely does help, you know. Bar people and mixologists, whatever you call them, um, because somebody's done all that work for you.
3: Yeah, essentially. Um, I mean, we've got a
0: rhubarb syrup so here. We've got, yeah, rhubarb and watermelon, um, which means that the, the, the barman's it's already sorted. And, basically, and, and, yeah. and presumably they can make a bit of a cocktail, but
3: adding that that those nice yeah, flavours. Exactly that. Um, it's it's kind of it's going back to what you were saying earlier about. Um, People wanting to just crack on and hurry up and get that drink. I think there's a time and a place. If you're going to a kind of a flair cocktail bar, oh, I smell that. I you you like want to see a little bit of um, activity. Syrup. And if you're going to your, you know, your local pub and you you fancy trying something a little bit different, then you want that process sped up. Um, so oh, this you're is not exactly supposed what this to does. drink
1: it. I want to taste it as well. Have you got any? You to taste the
3: syrup. Have you got any vodka in there? No. I need some vodka. It's in there. quite concentrated. It? It's yeah. it's like a. Drinking it'd be like cordial? drinking cordial. yeah, exactly that. It's very sweet. Um, can I have some vodka
0: in that? Yeah, Thank of
3: course. I, so would you just, just is use that? Well? Just
1: sugar, rhubarb.
3: Yeah, so it's um it's got na- it's all made with natural flavourings. Um, so the company Panache um are again British um British based and source everything that they can obviously from here and. Um, We've we've had a few conversations with them um, about, you know, there's a, obviously a direct correlation in what we can do together. Um, mm. They need spirits to pair with their product and it gives us diversity in our range now. Um, so it's something that for the venues, again, like I said, making that experience different that if one venue says, oh, yeah, we'd love to have a classic espresso martini, but let's do a, a watermelon tonic for the summer. Fantastic. The next venue picks another one of the 21 flavours and that experience changes again. Um, so it does so could work. do you use very that nice. with
0: tonic then? Because there are so yeah. many tonics now that actually yeah. I get very confused. In terms of what what tonic I would mix with what gin, yeah, because everything um, changes the flavour profile. Yeah, you
3: can, but um, you could
0: make you could make flavoured tonics with these, could you?
3: Yeah, exactly that. So whether you choose to have a classic tonic um, and add one of the flavours to it, um, you can do that. Alternatively, if you want to be a little bit more creative, um, and I don't know I had a a rhubarb um, and I suppose as ginger ale uh, tonics are available, and added a flavour to that, um, then you can do that as well. Um, we've had the, our mixologists. That's on board now. Um, he actually used. They've got an elderflower one, um, and he used it to make uh, basically an elderflower vodka out of out of vodka as yep. the base for the cocktail, yep. and it, it really lifted it and made it made a difference. Um, and obviously, it's great for us as well because then we're getting an insight as to what flavors out of these people love and like. So, if we wanted to develop a, a flavored vodka in Later the future, on. we've got an insight. And we can yep. do a little bit of testing using the uh, the panache as well. What do
0: you think about that now that you've actually? Not drunk it neat, which you weren't supposed to do. So you've just had I vodka drinking, and rhubarb syrup. I remember syrup. you drinking
1: seedlip neat, and,
3: and actually,
1: <sighs> no, no, braggio you drank neat, which I remember was was truly one of those great moments <laughs> of, of radio where I think it took you about you were literally were wiping your tongue.
0: Yeah. Um, but to be fair to those guys, it's not supposed to be drunk. No, I know neat, so not. it was my own fault for being no, 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 there.
1: But, <laughs> but no, but actually, it's very interesting. It was very interesting to actually try something as an ingredient. I mean I want to try that neat because it's sort of like you know it's if Burago, you are I think you are Burago, yeah. Yeah. you are trying something like a, a syrup you know which you're making for anything you know it's yeah. quite interesting to taste the sort of the flavor of it um it's not it's not too for sweet me for you. too well I, mean, I quite like sweet things
3: mm.
1: so I I get it with I think it was a long drink I'd enjoy mm. it I think with more tonic
3: yeah um like crushed ice and stuff yeah. like
1: that yeah but, I mean, I actually think the vodka stands up by itself, and I'm not sure...
0: I think this vodka does. I think if you had a if you had a sort of bog-standard vodka that didn't... Tesco's
1: was, original.
0: Yeah, and you wanted to do something with that, Agreed. I can imagine that yeah. being really worthwhile and mucking around or whatever. Mm. But there's, there's no point for me when you get an amazing vodka that has its own taste, or indeed whiskey or any of those things, mm. you know, just putting them in a the cocktail... You'd yeah. have to really, really know what you were doing, right. I think, yeah. to bring to out the right. best of all the, of all of those flavours. Yeah. Whereas if you if you just wanted a long summary drink, you you just buy a cheap bottle mm. of vodka, I think, wouldn't you? And use that. Yeah, know, and, and, and muck around and I get But I think some the flavour really nice of that is
1: so strong. I mean the, of the of the of the mixer. Yeah. That that actually you lose you lose the subtlety of the vodka. I agree mm. with that. Mm.
3: Yeah, you have to you have to get the measurements right. Obviously, if you just want literally a dash of it, mm. just to to lift it a little bit more, to add a little bit of flavour, fine. But yeah, if you go just to splash overboard, it becomes quite overpowering.
1: But it's interesting yeah. the whole the whole cocktail world. We talked about this before. And we had those lovely guys from Long Flint. I think they yeah, were they were great, right. and yeah. they had some really nice pre made cocktails. It's it remains an area that has not, in my opinion, yet taken off. And the pre made ones. the pre made ones, and mm. I don't you know. I don't understand why it hasn't.
0: Again, I went to Borough Market uh, uh, a week ago or so, and uh, one of the guys there had made, like, a really big, huge, big jar thing, like, Demijohn thing with a tap of um, my favourite drink.
1: Negroni. Mm. Mm.
0: So, and he just then just filled that up, and, and I took it away, and it was really, really nice. Mm. And I was thinking, yeah, you should just have cocktails that you can take away, mm. shouldn't you? So can couldn't be bothered to make it at home. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, maybe that's a development we'll see. Oh, we've seen bottles. have
1: seen the bottles of Negroni, you
0: They're very expensive, though. They
1: are. They're sort of twenty quid a bottle, which actually, when you consider the, the amount of, they're more than
0: that. Are they? Actually, yeah, uh, thirty pounds mm. more, like they're quite expensive. They're lovely, but mm.
3: expensive. Mm. Do you think it's mm. similar though to just a just sort of thought as like cooking home? from scratch or having a ready meal yeah that kind of idea that oh it's not fresh if it's bottled uh,
0: no I don't think it's that it's the it's maybe not having the individual components so right. if you haven't got Campari mm. you know and gin and yeah. and some vermouth and, and I like to put a little bit of cassis in mine and some orange mm. those are quite a few things to have in, in the house and I think that you know, to have a really nice Negroni that somebody's made for you, I can see that working. I just think we're lazy. I think we're, but we're that is The fact is we are fundamentally, you know, if I think about,
1: you know, I've got a hundred spices in my spice <laughs> cupboard, <laughs> you know, and probably four different types of oil. I mean, like, actually the number of ingredients you know, the, what you've just mentioned is not complicated. I think it's no. just I just I somehow think don't think they found a way, the drinks industry, to
0: get this trend going. The cocktail so, you know, trend. To, uh, drinking cocktails at mm. home. Mm, interesting. Okay, so um, so that's RK Vodka. Now, I know that you uh, all your ingredients are sourced from British farms in the Suffolk countryside.
3: Yeah, that's where we get so, the, the sugar wheat from, yep. um, is, is from Suffolk. Um, again, my kind of uh, education was Harper Adams University yeah. um, up in Shropshire. So um, not that I'm really particularly from an agricultural background, I've always lived in the country, but it was a bit of an eye-opener to the importance of British sourced produce mm-hmm. um, and and how important that actually is. Um, and to be honest, the the whole idea from I mean I founded the brand at university, yeah. Um, and it was kind of having that you know my my peers at uni and stuff that I was adamant that it needed to be all UK made. Um, and it's um, to be honest with everything that's going on with um, with Brexit and all that uncertainty there. Um, it's nice to know that everything we're doing is is on home soil, Homegrown. and in the whole scheme of things, isn't likely to be affected. Uh, so, Suffolk,
2: you're, you're up for that, aren't you, Holly? I am. I was going to say thank you for supporting <laughs> my right. home county. <laughs> <No> <laughs> I'm directly benefiting <laughs> from
0: that. <Okay. laughs> thank yes, you. <laughs> um, and where can we get RK Vodka? Is it just to the trade or can you as a consumer buy it?
3: Yeah, um, as a consumer, we have our own um, e-commerce website um, and we've recently actually just added a feature now that when you check out, um, you can select a coloured wax seal um, at no extra cost, um, just another way for us to make the whole experience a little bit different, um, a little bit more personal. Um, so I think we've got about seven or eight different colours um, and it's a very nice touch, especially as a gift or that kind of thing, yeah. um, to personalise it. Um, we are also listed now on Master of Malt oh,
0: yeah. um, okay. as well for, for people
3: yeah. that are looking to go down that route.
0: Perfect. Well, um, uh, Kieran Phillips um, from RK Vodka, thank you much, very much for joining us. Um, you've been listening to the Food Talk show. Good to see you two back again. Thank you so great much. Great to be back. Great to start uh, a
1: midday a day with, with a bit <laughs> know, of with a bit I'm of sorry hard. about that. Yeah.
0: Sorry it was vodka stuff. They got meetings this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, And as you know, we're syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. So thank you once again to my fellow presenters, Ollie Lloyd and Holly Shackleton. And if you want to re- recommend any future guests, someone doing something groundbreaking in the food sector... Please get in touch with us via Twitter on at FoodTalkShow, or if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts, might well, even be a couple of hundred, mm. probably is. Two or they keep miles. multiplying. They keep multiplying. Um, just go onto FoodTalk.co.uk. Have a good week.